and welcome to another episode of Content is Profit. We just came back from Funnel Hacking Live. So today we're going to be talking about some of the top lessons that we learned because there were so many, so many actionable points. But I'm going to share some of the most important ones or at least some of the ones that left a big mark on this trip for me. We're going to share them with you. So hopefully you get to implement and take action on these ones as well. All right, let's do this. We've got hey, this is Luis, and Luis is not here today, so it's just fancy over here. But welcome to the Content is Profit podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. The goal of this podcast is simple, to entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Yes, that is right, guys. Today you get one of the brothers, just me, Fonsi, because my brother is busy, you know, growing the business. At the end of the day, he's, he's a pillar, has a foundation. He's, you know, crushing sales today. So he said, you know what? I'm going to take a step back. You dominate the podcast. So here I am today to share some time with you and share with you some of the top lessons that we learned from Funnel Hacking Live. If you don't know what Funnel Hacking Live is, well, I totally totally invite you to go check out Click Funnels and join their community and hopefully attend next year's Funnel Hacking Live because it is an incredible event for entrepreneurs. You leave that event feeling motivated with lots of connections, lots of tactical lessons to apply in your business as soon as you leave. And it is one of those events that is going to make a mark in your life. Can't tell you enough how many testimonials I've seen or comments I've heard from people saying that Funnel Hacking Live has been one of the biggest shifts in their life. Just because they go in there, they get the right message that they needed to hear, and they leave so motivated and ready to take action and ready to join the two comma club, right? Meaning ready to make over a million dollars in sales in their business through ClickFunnels so they can receive that prize the following year. Again, it is absolutely amazing. Now, of course, since, you know, Funnel Hacking Live is put on by ClickFunnels and Russell Brunson, it is an event that is marketed and is structured in a certain way to drive people to take action. So first, they got to build the belief. They got to get people's emotions involved. They got to get them to believe that they can do what they're promising that they can do, of course. Then you get the logical mind. You get the strategies, the tactics, right? The reasons why direct response marketing is the way that they should use to market their businesses and grow their businesses. And then lastly but not least, there's so many connections, so many people out there that you want to connect with, that you can potentially do business with, or in case if you have a podcast, people that you can bring to your podcast, which is probably what we're going to do. We're talking about creating a series of the two comma, the two comma pod, right? Bring on the people that have won the two comma club award from ClickFunnels and learn some of the best lessons that they've learned through their journey of building a seven-figure company. Would you like to hear that? Let us know. It'll be an absolute honor to bring these people and share their stories with you. Now, we have been to Funnel Hiking Live three years in a row, right? And it has been a journey. The first year that we went to, it was like this blast of dopamine in our head. It was absolutely amazing. It was extremely motivational, we actually saw Tony Robbins as well. Tony Robbins closed the event, which he had a session that was like five hours long. We cried like little babies and we felt feeling 
incredible. But the challenge was that we left feeling extremely overwhelmed because we took so many notes, but at the end of the day, we didn't know what to apply in our business after. So we were extremely motivated, but then overwhelmed. And then we didn't really took enough action, which is one of the downside of this events. Sometimes when you go to, you leave so overwhelmed with so many good things that you don't prioritize what is the next step and then you don't do anything. So watch out for that. But then we came back for year two. And guess what? It was extremely motivational as well. Again, Tony Robbins showed up as well. Some other incredible speakers. But this time we set the intention of building more connections with other entrepreneurs that were around because we noticed that the value of the event is not only on the speakers, but it's also on the attendees as well. So we wanted to connect with them, see where they were at, maybe potentially look for some partnerships. I mean, at the end of the day, you have 4,000 like-minded people in the same spot that wants to grow just as you do, and they're open for opportunities. So go and explore that. So year two, that was our focus, and it was absolutely amazing. We connected with a lot of people. We actually got business out of it, but on the tactical side of things, we were overwhelmed as well. We did learn a lot. Don't get me wrong. We learned learned a lot about strategy and tactics and you know marketing funnels. But at the end of the day, we didn't prioritize again what is the one thing, one tactic that we were going to do inside of our business to move a step forward. Then came year three, which was this year, right? It was like two weeks, three weeks ago at this point. And it was absolutely amazing. We went with the intention of connection and to apply something that we learned, just to find out what is the one thing that we wanted to, you know, apply into our business that is going to take us to the next level. And this year, I feel that we left with clarity and we also joined their coaching program, which is going to help us a lot with building a lot of deep, deep, deep connections is going to help us potentially right? Position ourselves inside of the ClickFunnels community. And as you guys might know, we have been trying to, of course, interview Russell Bronson. And, you know, that is a good way to get his attention, right? Invest in people's programs that you want to connect with. That is something that we learned early on, especially with the Dream 100 strategy, right? Shout out to Amanda Holmes that she's about to relaunch the Ultimate Sales Machine book. It's going to be absolutely amazing. So again, keep that in mind. Do you want to connect with somebody that is maybe unattainable, right? A little bit unattainable. You think they are out of sight. They are out of reach. Join their programs, join their masterminds and engage in the community a lot so they see you and they acknowledge you and eventually a door is going to open for you. So that's what we decided to do this third year. We decided to join the Two Comma Club X, not just for the visibility and the connections and maybe potentially the opportunity to get Russell's attention, but also because it's going to present us with a clear path to join the two comma club. Let's go. We're going for that seven figure award. Um, so if you want to join us in that journey, make sure you follow us at Beast Bros Co on Facebook, on Instagram. And yeah, let's connect. It's going to be an absolutely amazing journey. We're going to share all the lessons throughout the way. And if you're not following Content is Profit just yet, make sure you smash the follow button or the subscribe button, depending on where you're listening to your podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, just smash that subscribe button. Now let's go with the top three lessons. And these are my lessons, okay? These are, I gotta be honest, I don't know if they're the top three, 
because there were so many top, top lessons in here. It was absolutely amazing. But I think these are some three lessons that are going to resonate with you and they're going to help you in your journey right now. So the first one is success lies in the death of identity and changing your relationship with rejection will change your life. So I kind of like mix up, I'm not going to lie, I mixed up two of the lessons here from two of the speakers. One was Bill Allen and the other one was, I don't remember her name right now, I'm looking it up, Jamie Kern Lima who sold a billion, a company for a billion dollars. So I think she knows what she's talking about. She spent years getting rejected, getting no's in front of her, trying to sell her beauty product until eventually he got an opportunity. She crushed it. And later on, she managed to sell her business for $1.2 billion to L'Oreal, if I'm not mistaken. And Bill Allen, he's one of Russell Brunson's category kings, a group of only like 12 entrepreneurs, if I'm not mistaken, or 20 that are even higher than the inner circle, right? These are people with, he's, he has an eight-figure business. So he knows what he's talking about. So let's unpack. Success lies in the death of identity. What does that mean? It means that if we want to achieve a certain level of success, we probably will not achieve that being the same person that we are right now. We need to evolve. We need to grow to the extent that you know, matches the level of success that we want, right? If I want, just to put it in simple terms, a seven-figure business, I cannot do that with a, with a, you know, mindset, a scarcity mindset of a six-figure business or even less, right? So I need to kill that identity, right? That identity that is living in, you know, under 100K a year mindset, and I need to start thinking, and acting and developing the habits of the person that can build a seven-figure business. So that resonated a lot because me personally, I feel like I drifted a little bit in the last couple of months on my personal growth. So once I heard that, I was like, you know what? I got to kill that fancy. I got to kill that fancy and focus again on growth. Just like our good future friend, Alex Ramosi says, either you grow, either you're growing or you are dying. And I want to ask you that. Are you growing or are you dying? Are, are you giving priority to your life? Are you giving priority to your personal growth? Are you developing in the areas that are going to move the needle in your life, whether that is personal life or business? Because again, there is a chance that you can build a seven-figure business or a very profitable business with a scarcity mindset. But then the question is, can you actually hold on to that wealth and to that level of success with and let's say not upgraded mindset, right? Probably not. You will probably lose it, right? There are countless of stories out there that people win, the, win a lottery. And since they don't know how to manage that, they don't know how to deal with so much wealth, they go broke super quick. So don't go broke by, you know, attaching yourself to an old identity, we're always growing, we're always evolving, and we got to kill our previous identity so we can evolve and reach the levels of success that we want. And then to do that, we got to change the relationship that we have with rejection, right? We're going to get a lot of no's when we're trying to sell, when we're trying to grow our businesses. Countless no's, right? A hundred no's for every single yes that you're going to get in your business. Probably even more. Who knows? The point is, that we cannot be afraid because we learn more from these rejections and these failures 
than actually we learn from our successes. So frame this differently. Frame rejection in a different way that is going to allow you to take the lessons in, internalize them, reflect on them, and then move on and keep searching for that yes. You are relentless, my friend. Let's go get it. Now, top lesson number two, and this came from Daryl Eves. If you don't know who Daryl Eves is, he's one of the probably biggest YouTube coaches out there. He's had, I don't know how many billion views under his belt throughout the, the channels that he has helped launch and the people that he has helped educate is absolutely incredible. He is actually like the right hand of Mr. Beast, we have, which we have mentioned a lot of times here on the show. And if you don't know who Mr. Beast is, he's the first person to reach 100 million subscribers on YouTube. So this guy knows what he's talking about, right? Well, Daryl Eves mentioned something that might have gone under, you know, under somebody's, I don't know what's the expression here, under somebody's ears, eyes, I don't know. But he said, you need to be careful. You need to learn about the AI loops. And he was giving an example of a channel that he's growing where the first thing that he said is, you got to stop all ads or all traffic, outside traffic to your YouTube channel, right? The reason being is because all this outside traffic is going to corrupt YouTube um, AI and its algorithm. And then YouTube is not going to know exactly who to send. Or you're going to be bringing people into your videos that are actually not that interested into your videos, which is going to result in less watch time, which, as we know, is one of the key metrics that YouTube kind of like tries to understand of the user so they can serve you more videos. So what you want to do is publish your video and then let it organically see how people react to it. Do people, right, what is the click-through rate? Are people clicking once they see your thumbnail? And then what is the, what is the watch time on your video? Because once you have, let's say, 70% of watch time in your video, YouTube is gonna say, oh, this is an interesting video that people really enjoy watching. And it's gonna start showing it to more people. It's gonna start recommending it to other people. So again, understand AI loops and do not damage them with outside data. I think that was very important because I feel like a lot of people are always, go and watch my full YouTube channel over here instead of let me create, let me post it there and let the, you, let the platform do its job, right? If you're creating good content, you're gonna attract the right people. Third lesson is simplify to amplify. And you can see it coming, right? Year one, year two, we didn't simplify. We we're just overwhelmed trying to internalize all the lessons from the event. But this time, it's about what is the one thing? What is the one thing that we can apply into our business to move forward, right, and reach that two-comma club award? Well, I think it's about simplifying to amplifying. And there's two people that talk about this, actually. The very last day, Mari Forleo, she talks, she's kind of like a time expert. She's talking about simplifying to amplify because a lot of times we just pack our schedules with a lot of things, a lot of tasks. And guess what? The fox that catches two rabbits, the, the fox that chases two rabbits catches none. But if you simplify and put your, all your effort, all your capacity, your resources into one task, you're probably going to get that done and you're going to start moving that needle forward. So again, simplify to amplify. And then the other person that mentioned something very similar her name was Brooke Castillo, and she talked on the very first day. She's a coach that her goal is to get to a $100 million business. I think she's made right now around $50 million, which, you know, 
it's a pretty decent size uh, business, if you ask me. And she says she only has a very simple framework to sell. She literally sells one framework, meaning kind of like one product, and she package, she might package it in different ways, but she only says, I sell a $300 a month membership or a $30,000 uh, certification, right? And I found that amazing because all the time you hear two people with funnels with, you know, upsells, downsells, one-time offers, why your main offer, this wide range of products or courses or, you know, coaching, whatever, a whole bunch of things that is just confusing at one point, right? You have this product suite with multiple price points and then it just become confusing on growing this. But she grew a $50 million company with literally a $300 membership and then one high ticket product. So again, simplify to amplify. So those are the top three lessons, but in good fashion of the best bros, I got to give you the bonus, right? And I'm going to give you a bonus that I actually been using a lot since I came back and I think it's absolutely amazing. So, you know, sometimes you're working and maybe you're a little bit overwhelmed or you're a little bit bored and your hand immediately goes and grabs your phone and you start, you know, getting distracted. And then maybe you feel a little bit guilty or you feel a little bit of shame because you didn't finish your to-dos or some things like that. Well, there is a cure for that. And actually, I like this one a lot, right? Marie Forleo, right, the time expert, she shared that she uses this phrase every time she catches herself in a negative thinking loop. She uses this phrase to snap out of it and keep taking action or keep, you know, going in the right way. So, for example, she said that she used to give herself a very hard time when, you know, she wasn't actually working on her business, kind of like on her free time. And I'm sure if you're an entrepreneur, you relate to this because you always have things to do in your business, right? And it's difficult to disconnect. So she was in this negative talk and she was feeling guilty. And all of a sudden she told herself, you know what? I don't do guilt. And then she immediately decided to move on, right? So the important thing here is first, there's science that backs up that saying I don't do is way more efficient for stop for stopping a certain action rather than saying I can't do. Because when you say I can't, you're kind of like implying that something else outside of your power has the power over you to control whatever it is that's happening. But when you say I don't do, you are first, you are assuming that you have the power and you're accepting, better said, you're accepting that you have the power to stop whatever it is that you want to stop. So you tell yourself, I don't do, and then you include in there either the behavior or the negative emotion that you want to stop, right? So for example, I struggle sometimes with procrastination, as I'm sure some of you do as well. And when I find myself picking up my phone in the middle of the workday, I first become aware of the behavior, right? And once I am aware I have to make the choice myself to stop myself, right? I can either say, oh, I'm just going to keep watching this for a few more minutes and they just stay hooked in there and lose time. And then later on, I'm going to be, you know, feeling a little bit guilty that I didn't finish my responsibilities or I can become aware and make the decision and say, you know what? I don't do procrastination. I'm going to focus on my task at hand and then put your phone down and take action. I love that piece, kind of like that tiny tactical tip because it has really helped me these past few days when I find myself doing something or thinking 
in a way that is not appropriate, right, for your personal growth, I use a phrase I don't do, and then I insert that behavior or that negative thought, and it literally helps me change my mindset immediately and course correct, and then do the right thing that I know is going to be the most impactful in the long term. Because at the end of the day, we are playing the long game. We're in here for the long run. We're not just trying to, you know, build wealth and impact from one day to the other, because that's going to be probably impossible, but we're here for the long run. So what is next for the Beast Bros? After this event, we kind of said that Funnel Hacking Live feels like a the, the new year, new year eve and new year for uh, for the company, right? Every time we go, we're motivated, we have ideas and we want to reorganize some things. So that is exactly what we're going to do, right? We took out the one thing that we want to build on, build upon, build on, and we're going to work on that one thing, right? We are working on clarifying even deeper our processes and our frameworks so we can create, we can simplify and amplify, right? We can simplify our offering so we can amplify the impact and the people that we help. So you're interested in hearing a little bit more about that. You're interested in listening about the frameworks that can help you, right? Take away all the pain from creating content, right? If you want some efficient content systems, if you're time constrained and you want to, you know, plug and play a content team that can help you out with that, we're here to help. So make sure you go to Co on Facebook, on Instagram, connect with us, or just scroll down Tap over Instagram. Make sure you send us a message. We're always there chatting with people, seeing how we can help. And with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Content is Profit. If you enjoy, make sure you smash the subscribe button, the follow it button, and you share this with some friends as well. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next one. And you're going to see my brother too because he's going to be here. Let's go.